The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. Find out about all of SeaDeck's amazing standard and customizable applications online at www.seadeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. And now, it's showtime. the official voice of Toad Water Sports for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated the industry's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma, and a command of his audience, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast, with the noise of the North himself, oh, yeah. Dano the Mano. Thanks for tuning in to the Golden Mike Podcast, everyone. I'm the Noise of the North, Dano the Mano, recording down here in Orlando, Florida. And now it's time for some audio sunshine. Today's episode is brought to you in part by O'Brien Watersports. For over 50 years, O'Brien has been creating products specifically for the ultimate family fun on the water. Wakeboards, wake surfers, skis, kneeboards, tubes, and just about anything to help make your time on the water more fun and memorable. See the entire O'Brien line right now at O'Brien.com. For those of you keeping track, this is episode number 49. Wow, I can't believe I am literally one episode away from a milestone 50th episode and getting close to my fourth year doing this podcast. On this episode, I met up and chatted with a handful of riders representing the O'Brien Wake team's next generation. I recorded interviews at a couple of spots in Orlando throughout the month of August in between travel and events. I was busy with contests like Wake Park Nationals and international travel to Canada twice and to Korea. I was glad the riders were able to squeeze in some time for me. A few of the interviews were done at the OWC during Wake Park Nationals, and the others were recorded at Kobe and Tara Mikasich's Freedom Wake Park in Orlando, where they hosted myself and the guys for a boat set and some time to chat on the dock. In this episode, you'll hear audio from Gunnar Daft, Max Van Helvert, Daniel Miles, Australia's Callan Starr, Joel Bartley, Kobe France, and Jack and Joe Battleday from the UK. O'Brien's next generation of rippers are a diverse crew, not just the fact that they're from all around the world, but in style, both on and off the water. We all have some pretty loose and unscripted conversations, and I even talk a little bit with the Micker, Kobe Mikasich, who's team manager and coordinator for the most part of uh, all the stuff you see with the O'Brien team here in the U.S. It's always great to chat with the Micker, so uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy it. As I mentioned, August was a crazy busy month, and since I recorded last, I've collected a good amount of Delta miles with two big international trips. Uh, following my trip to Montreal for the last stop of the 2016 Malibu Boats Rider Experience, I went to Korea. I had a direct flight from Detroit all the way to Seoul, Korea, and somehow I scored big time. Uh, getting an upgrade to first class, or, or business class, as I think it's referred to. Uh, the event was stop two of Malibu Boat's Evolution Pro Series. It was the Seoul Pro. Uh, the trip was rad. It was so neat to see Korea. First of all, the views from the hotel and the wakeboard site, they were so crazy good. We rode on the Han River. 
And across from us, you could see the Olympic Stadium built for the 1988 Olympic Games. Downriver was the Lotte building, if, if I'm saying that correctly, and it's the fifth or sixth biggest building in the world. The photos were awesome. Conditions, they were okay, but the landscape definitely made up for it. Riding there was pretty good. I was super impressed by the Korean and Asian athletes who we don't get to see over here in the U.S. often. I think there were even some top pros who were surprised with how good those guys rode, and I think we even saw a couple of upsets out there. Uh, Pro Men Finals was possibly the best final of the year with Raf Rome setting the tone with two stand-up passes and a clean method off the double-up behind Malibu's M235. Massey Pifferetti threw down probably the nicest double cab roll I've ever seen wake-to-wake, and uh, we just saw some heavy, heavy stuff from the top three. Nick Rapp, Mike Dowdy, and the winner of the event was Tony Iacone, who took his second win of the year on the WWA's Wakeboard World Series. So while I was in Korea, I also recorded sound bites throughout the weekend and at the event, and uh, working on editing it together right now, and... That's going to be a special event cast podcast, as I like to call it. Hopefully it'll be all right, and it should be out first uh, podcast in October. So look out for that. From Korea, I flew back to the USA, getting bumped back into business class once again for the long trip home. I don't know how I could have done it without it. And seriously, folks, this does not usually happen. I'm silver medallion, gold medallion at best, almost gold medallion, whatever you want to say. Anyways, uh, it was it was awesome to get those upgrades. Make sure that you guys collect those Sky Miles. It is worth it once you have a little bit of status. I get back from Korea. I had about 18 hours to turn over laundry and to get some packing done before flying back up north this time to Toronto for the WWA Wakeboard World Championships. It was a four-day event held in conjunction with the CNE, or the Canadian National Exhibition. And the CNE runs for three weeks every August and has been a huge festival in Toronto for over 130 years. Between the three weeks, like 1.6 million people are supposed to attend. And although we didn't get quite 1.6 million eyes on wakeboarding it really wasn't bad the site it was perfect and probably the best conditions of the year more than 21 families from australia was there there was a huge turnout from italy just like last year in portugal for the uh, the world championships we had riders from all over the world join us for this year's world's uh, we had the usa mexico of course canada brazil the uk japan uh, that's all I can remember off the top of my head right now, but I'm sure there was there was a few more. As far as results go, in junior pro men wakeboard, uh, Gunther Oka, the young man, is on an absolute tear. Known for his cable riding, took the win in junior pro. Brian Grubb won his second world title, his first world title since 2003. In pro women, Dallas Friday made her return. She took a little more than nine months off to have a baby, and she is back looking better than ever and was stoked to see Dallas out there and was stoked to see her take the win overall. In the pro men's division, it was Corey Tunison. Took his second win on the WWA's Wakeboard World Series for 2016, but his first pro men's world championship title, his run was absolutely unbelievable. 
It was a great contest. Unfortunately, I lost my voice on the third day. I had to recover it. I was all good for, for Sunday. But, man, I really hope we can go back out to that site, the c &E, the Canadian National Exhibition, out there on the waterfront of Lake Ontario. It was It was awesome. All right, before we move on, I would like to remind everybody the Golden Mike Podcast is brought to you free twice monthly and is always available online at noiseofthenorth.com. To keep this podcast no charge to you, the listener, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, SeaDeck Marine Products, Performance Ski and Surf, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Boulder Boats, GoPuck, Hungry Boards, SUP, O'Brien Watersports, Rockstar Energy and C4 Belt. Be sure if you guys aren't already doing so to follow me, tag me, tweet me on social media, on Instagram, at Dano T. Mano, on Twitter, at the Dano T. Mano, and at the Golden underscore Mike. Be sure to like the Golden Mike podcast on Facebook. And don't forget, you can always reach me through email, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. I'm always interested in hearing your thoughts. This week's audio montage is brought to you by Performance Ski and Surf in Orlando, Florida, and it's from the third stop of the 2016 Performance Gravel Tour. We actually just capped off the Gravel Tour season last weekend in Orlando, Florida, and as always, it was at the Orlando Water Sports Complex. I want to let you folks know that Performance Ski and Surf not only carries all the top brands and boards and surfers and skates and skis, but they have tons of really great surfwear as well. You can find some awesome deals. Right now, you can stop in or call or email Performance Ski and Surf and mention my name, Dano the Mano, or the Dano Deal of the Day. You guys can get up to 40% off on tons of great clothes, uh, board shorts, t-shirts, walk shorts, sweatshirts, uh, bathing suits, both men and women's. There's some buy one, get one free deals over there. Sunglasses, watches, you guys name it. GoPros, they've got it all. Check them out online at perfski, P-E-R-F-S-K-I. Dot com, or just stop by their location if you're in Orlando, just moments away from the International Airport, Orlando Water Sports Complex, Freedom Wake Park. If you're in Orlando, just stop by. Now, here is this week's audio montage, and I'll be back with O'Brien's Next Generation here on the Golden Mike Podcast. <laughs> I'm here with Darren Shapiro. Darren, what's your favorite part about Gravel Tour? Watching all the families come together, generations of riders. It's just a feel-good event for everybody. So many people enjoy being here, watching the kids go out there and smile, and everybody cheering for each other. I mean, this is what it's all about. Hi, this is Kevin Michael. I'm the executive director of the Water Sports Industry Association. This is the first Gravel Tour I've ridden in. I turned 40, so I thought no better time than the present. And it, what a blast. It was so much fun. I just got off the water, riding with the masters, the trash talkers. Um, just a great time. The environment that Bill Porter has created through performance, the best shop in Orlando. It's been there since day one, and just an honor to be out here. I wish I would have done it sooner. Hey, I'm Rusty Malinowski, and I'm out here at the performance gravel tour. My son, Merrick, just competed for the second time. Ken Shapiro. Talk about how it feels to win your third gravel tour stop this year. Feels awesome. Very cool. What are your other goals this year? Win overall and uh, probably get first again in the next uh, few events. I'm Madison Lavrak and I'm 10 years old. I'm from Wake Forest, NC, and I just won the Grom Girls Division. 
What's up guys, Jeff Langley here at the Performance Gravel Tour. Just enjoying a nice day at the lake, watching everybody out here ride and rip it up. What's up guys, Corey Tunison out here at the Gravel Tour here at OWC. Uh, out here watching all the amateur riders, they all killed it and uh, it's been a great day. Hi, I'm Javier Olea, I'm from Mexico, I'm 10 years old and I just won Grand Pro. I'm Piper Harris. And I'm Sydney Dewey, and we just tied for first place in the girls' division. I'm Colby Cross, 14 years old, from Lake Norman, North Carolina, and I just won novice division of Stop 3 of Gravel Tour. My name's Gray Lyles. I'm 14 years old, from Littleton, North Carolina. This is my second win at the third stop of the Gravel Tour. Hi, I'm Shannon Sahimbus, and I'm here at the Gravel Tour, and I just won the women's division. Super stoked. Dylan Whitman from Gumlock, Georgia, 19 years old, took first in advance today. What's up, guys? John Jeffries from the boarding school, former Gravel Tour champion. Judged all day today, and the action was insane. I'm Tyler Worrell, 14 years old from Claremont, Florida. Just took my first win for this 2016 Gravel Tour season. All the boys killed it. It's crazy competition. Really stoked to take the win. Hey, I'm Mick Hutton. I'm 24 years old from Brisbane, Australia. I uh, came over to America, rode in my first ever Gravel Tour stop, so I stoked to take the win. I'm standing here with the owner of Performance Ski and Surf, Bill Porter. How do you feel about the outcome? Really, really good event. It's, it was very hot here, but it was, the riding was very equivalent. I mean, some amazing, amazing riders. Third stop of the season. You can tell these guys have been riding a lot, and the elevation on the technicality of the riding is really improving. For over 50 years, O'Brien has been creating products specifically for the ultimate and family fun on the water. Knowing your time at the lake is cherished, O'Brien's mission is to bring you the absolute most pleasure possible to make memories that last a lifetime. Quality, performance, and value are the pillars the O'Brien name has been famous for for now more than five decades. Like O'Brien on Facebook and follow on Instagram at O'Brien Watersports. Check out O'Brien.com to see the entire 2016 lineup of products Product, dealers near you, team, blog, and more. Again, that's O'Brien.com. O-B-R-I-E-N.com. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the north, Dano the Mano. Welcome back to the Golden Mike Podcast, guys. Here we are. It is the O'Brien's Next Generation episode, and we are going to start things off with a dude who is a good pal of mine. I met him a long time ago. You guys are going to get to hear all about it. He's from Oklahoma State. We're going to kick this thing off with Gunner Daft. Gunner Daft, Team O'Brien. You've been with the crew now for, what, a little over a year, maybe two years now? Uh, Yeah, it's been two years now. Um, it's been great this season. Um, it was more like, I don't know. I didn't really get to do much for him this season because of my injury at the end of last season, but we're about halfway through the season now and finally getting into gear and starting to do some stuff again. Yeah. So I know you were, you were like a kind of a free agent that a lot of companies were were looking at. I know you were kind of talking with some other folks as well. So why was it that you decided to kind of go with O'Brien? Just the the younger generation, all my friends, Corey, Max, Parker, Robbie, those are guys guys that I ride with every day, and you know I figured it'd be cool to be on the same company with them, do trips with them, and 
all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but you're not really from Orlando. You live you live in Orlando. You're part mm-hmm. of the scene nowadays, but you grew up there and uh, I met you in Texas, but you're come yeah. originally from Oklahoma, right? Yes. So what's what's the scene like first of all in Oklahoma? In Oklahoma, there's uh um honestly like the scene's not bad. All the all the riders there, we have a really solid crew, but it's just there's not enough time. You get three, four months out of the whole year to ride, and two of those months are, like, 20-mile-an-hour winds, so it was just kind of a struggle to, like, push yourself any further. So you're a boat rider. Do you find yourself riding cable at all? Um, I haven't been riding cable much lately. Um, I used to actually ride just as much cable as I did boat, and I would actually like to start doing that again, but this this season's just been kind of weird with my injury and whatnot, and I've been in the gym a lot trying to get back to 100%, and I've just been behind the boat as much as possible. So, But hopefully here in the next couple months I can get back to riding cable again because I really like riding rails. Okay, so what are like some of the first events that you remember? Um, the first, I think the first event, um, one of the first events, the one that stands out most is SPF, the Southern Plains Festival in uh, in Oklahoma, that's put on by Sammy Roberts, and um, it was actually a really big event back in the day, and I just remember because my whole family went and got a cabin, and it was just super fun tournament, and I really w- actually want to go back there soon. They still running that contest? Yeah, it's actually this coming weekend, I think. Oh, well, we got the. Uh the cable nationals you competing yeah. at cable nationals this year i'm not i'm not competing here this weekend so you t- you've pretty much taken the 2016 season off from competitive mm-hmm. wakeboarding i know that you've been back on the water since about what <clears throat> april or so of of 2016 yeah since i started um started riding late april i believe so w- coming into 2000 or coming in 2015 you saw some major momentum with your career. Mm-hmm. You got picked up with with O'Brien. You signed with Rockstar Energy, mm-hmm. and your tricks were insane. You were one of those first guys doing the. You were one of those first guys doing like the big spin rewinds, mm-hmm. right? That was yeah something that you were kind of starting to be mm-hmm. recognized for. And then all of a sudden, somewhere in 2015, you got injured. Yeah, walk us through it. What happened? Well, it was. Um it was really at the end of the season last year. It was uh, um, going into Worlds right before Surf Expo. I was just out riding, getting ready for Worlds, just kind of going through my run and stuff. And uh, I had previously, a few weeks before, done a back nine at Nationals. And so I figured I would just throw it in my run for Worlds, see if I could do it again. And uh, just ended up overshooting the wake. and coming down pretty hard on my like front leg and it just just popped and ended up tearing my ACL meniscus and uh yeah so so early in your career I mean obviously you've been riding for a long time at this point but I mean that happens like right after you start getting picked up by all these Mm -hmm. sponsors how do these guys take it um it was good like everybody understands that in this sport it's gonna happen at some point it's it's not really an if it's kind of a win so they they understood and they they stick by their athletes which is really nice and uh just keep showing them what you're doing showing them you're improving and everything will work out okay so 
moving into 2016, you you start uh, healing and you start riding again. And come summer 2016, bam, you're on the cover of Wakeboarding Magazine. Your first major cover, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my first cover ever. And so how did how does that come about? That was that was a huge deal for me. That's I mean, I've wanted that my whole life pretty much, and uh, it uh, I don't know. I like it way more than like winning a contest or anything. I'd much rather have a cover of a magazine. So whenever that opportunity came, I just jumped on it and got to work with uh, Bill Doster and Sean Perry. And uh, Max actually came out and filmed the cover shoot, so it was a good time. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, dude, super, super stoked for you on that. The, the shot is sick. I'm sitting here, and we're actually recording here in your car right now, and I'm, like, <laughs> looking at this cup. You got, like, ten of the magazines sitting here. I was like, is this what you show the ladies when you you bring them in here? But it, is, that, is that how you pull the girls these days? You show them the magazine? Well, I, I can't really be doing that right now, Dano. I got a girlfriend, so... Yeah. Congrats on that, man. Thank you. All right, dude. So it seems like the ball is starting to roll Mm -hmm. in the right direction for you again. You took a year off of competing, but you are back on the water. Um, What's what's a day in the life of Gunner Daft like right now? Right now, um, wake up around 8, 8.30, make some breakfast So like wake up around noon? (laughs) No, I'm on it this year. wake up make some food probably just chill for a bit um then i'll usually go ride me massey max you know just the crew usually be out there the conway kids yeah the conway kids be out there for an hour or two and then um usually come in hang out for a little bit uh i still go to physical therapy three times a week for it's not really necessarily for my knee anymore just kind of my whole body so uh yeah, just go to physical therapy, come home, make dinner, chill. Taking it easy, man. Yeah, just taking it easy, changing I, it up a bit. I don't know. I, I always, like, look at you dudes, and I'm like, oh, man, I wish I was more like them when I was their age. <laughs> but you're 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 definitely downplaying it right yeah. now. <laughs> you're definitely downplaying it. You guys got a lot going for you. All right, bro, so moving forward, what are the goals? Um, I'm actually... Uh, I'm planning on going to Punta Cana at the end of the season to do that contest. Just just because it's in the Dominican, it'll be a fun little vacation. And So you're going to ride pro? Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly, uh, my riding feels better than it ever has. Like, so, And I'm in the best shape of my life right now. Everything's coming together really solid these past couple months. So I'm um, going to go to that event and um, working on an edit right now with Gordon Harrison and uh, Massey. Who's filming? Uh, Russell Spencer. All right. Rusty Nuts. Russell, he just yeah. did pretty well with the, uh, yeah, with the, the X, X Games. Yeah. yeah. He took silver, so I'm pumped to be working with him and Massey and Gordon. And then um, also me and Rathy are working on a little piece for wakeboarding mag. So. Very cool, man. Yeah. So in, in, is it about the contests nowadays? Is it about the free ride? What's... what's <laughs> For me right now, um, honestly, it's about the free riding. Like, I just wanna, I just wanna produce a good video. That's my main goal right now to show the people like that I am coming back stronger than before. And honestly, like, I don't feel like I can really do that in a contest. Show them everything I've got. So I would much rather do it in a video and just 
show them like everything I can do. Beautiful man. Hey, uh, who helps you? Who supports you? Uh, yeah, shout out to Rockstar, um, CTI knee braces, Otis Eyewear, and O'Brien Watersports. All right, Gunner, man. Hey, thanks for uh, hosting me here in your car. It's raining yeah. outside. We're at the, <laughs> we're at the uh, National Point Chase and Wake Park National Championships. You guys met me over here so we could knock this thing out, and we are uh, we're sitting in some air conditioning. Yes, can't we are. It. It's nice in here. Dig it. Gunner, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, Dano, thanks for having me. Well, we recorded this portion of the podcast in Gunner's car during the Wake Park Nationals at the OWC. Thanks to Gunner. It was great chatting with him. I've known that guy for a really, really long time. He's a good kid and definitely one of the most stylish, young, up-and-coming riders out there right now. That same day, uh, following Gunner's interview, I uh, sat down with Max Van Helvert, young man from the Netherlands. We sat down also in Gunner's car, and here's what we got. All right, sitting here with Max Van Helvoort, another part of O'Brien's next generation of riders, a guy who's been making some waves. What's up, Max? Not too much, just out here watching the Nationals Cable Championships and uh, just having some fun. Met you guys, met you guys here. So Yeah, we appreciate it. We're uh, The rest of the guys I'm interviewing over at Freedom uh, Wake Park. I'm sure maybe we've already heard some of these. I don't know where the I don't know where your portion of the interview is going to set within the rest of the uh, four or five all right uh, dudes. But I think it's so cool that the O'Brien team's got all of you like international dudes. And so where where exactly are you from? So I'm from a really small town in Holland, um, the Netherlands. It's it's called Geemert, which is like all the way at the bottom. I live like 20 minutes away from Germany, but um, yeah, it's a small town. So town. when you tell people you're from from Holland, are they just like people don't even know? But then you're they like have, Amsterdam. Yeah, exactly. They have no idea when to say Holland or like the Netherlands. Most of them don't. So just Amsterdam does the job, and that usually works. But are you even anywhere near Amsterdam? Or well, I think it's pretty far, but like for American standards, it's really close. It's like an hour and a half, an hour and fifteen. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. That's pretty, pretty close. Far, yeah, I think no, it's pretty far. <laughs> what's on the other side of the country? <laughs> what are you riding on a horse or something? <laughs> or? Yeah, no. I just I don't know. For our standards, as far as like top to bottom, it's two and a half hours, and from left to right, it's like an hour and a half. So it's far for our standards. Dude, you have a pretty good accent for your English. Thanks. is Pretty good, man. How long you been speaking it. English? I get that question so often. I have really no idea. Like, I think I'm dyslectic. I don't even know if I say the word right. But um, uh, so I like never, like read the um, uh translation or how do you call that subtitles? Yeah. On the movies, so I just had to listen to it. And I guess I guess that's like how I mainly got it. But you, what like what movies are you watching growing up? Like Little Mermaid or? Oh no, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever was on TV. And I have an older brother, so he like he was in. The, Always watching, I don't know, like James Bond, like action movies. So sure. So you, you learned all of your English from James Bond. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, you know, I've been, I've been to Holland. I've been to Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went on a trip there from Ireland one year. I was with Daniel Watkins and Joey Medock and Brett Eisenhower. And I was very impressed. It's a very, very beautiful country, and there's a lot of water there too, right? Yeah, there's a lot of water. We're a, a water nation, I guess. Like. We, I think we're known for building, like, buildings on water and just building around water and, like, doing stuff with water, so, like... But mostly canals, or is there lakes and stuff as well? There is lakes, but 
we actually have really big lakes as well. But um, mo- yeah, I guess mostly canals for the for the big ships to go through and stuff. So tell me about where you grew up riding and what what it was like. Well, I only started riding when I was 16. Like, uh, I may have been, may have been like, I'm not nah, just turned 16, and uh, so I was always like skateboarding and snowboarding before. I actually did a lot of sports before then, but like I started skiing uh, when I was two and then took it to snowboarding when I was nine. So like I was always into into board sports or in like those type of sports. Um, And then the reason I guess why I went wakeboarding was because we had a little club. They have a boat and you pay like per minute that you're riding. And then the owner of the club knew I snowboarded and knew like knew my dad. So he was like, hey, if you want to try something in the summer and not be bored, then come over and try some wakeboarding because you'll probably like it. And I guess that's why. Was it straight to wakeboard? You didn't do any water skiing or anything like that before? I did do some water skiing like I guess five years or something before that just once. Um, But no, that that like that day was straight to wakeboarding. You're pretty solid when it comes to the snow as well I, I didn't know you ski snow skied at all but on a snowboard you're a pretty uh, impressive rider correct yeah I, li- I like to snowboard a bit you compete or anything like that in snowboarding um I did try to compete it wasn't this past winter but the winter before and um it didn't go too well for me I guess I was just pushing myself and trying to like compete with the with the big dogs but uh, so I ended up hurting myself quite a bit that that winter, and um, but yeah, I tried. What about uh, competing on a wakeboard? I know that I've seen you sign up for many events. I know in the pro card at the beginning of the year, yeah, the Malibu pro card, you took like top two or top three, something something around there. Um, but like, is, is competing one of your main things for doing wakeboarding? Or? Well, to be honest, first when I started wakeboarding, obviously, then I didn't yet because I just wanted to wakeboard. I didn't, I didn't care about contests or anything. Then I started doing contests, and I really liked it, really enjoyed it. And then I started getting like up to higher level of contest, and I guess I couldn't handle my nerves and couldn't handle like how I was going into a contest. So it really became not fun anymore to do contests at all. Like I was just not having fun. So I kind of took a little break off of contest and just had fun riding, did videos and did some contests that I felt comfortable about. And now, um, now I think I like calm myself down with like the nerves a little bit. So I really like to compete again because like it just pushes your riding and you see all your friends and see everybody again. So it's a lot of fun. So I think this year I started signing like I signed up for more contests and I have some more contests lined up. Um, so I really like to get more into contests, but still love free riding. Okay, but you were you were a boat guy, but you also are pretty solid on the cable, right? So which one's like your main focus? Um, I used to only ride boat until. Uh, I would say four years ago, I started, four, yeah, four years ago, I started riding cable, and then it was not really, like, then it was still all boat, and then I did this trip to Thailand with Massey, and that's where I really started riding cable, that's when it really, like, that's when I started learning tricks, and that's where I was like, oh, cable's actually really sick, I, I love this, and then the past two years, I think I've been trying to focus more on cable, and now I'm like, all right, I I'm a cable rider, and I ride boat for fun next to it and try to do some contests in that, but mainly my focus is on cable. 
how did you see like cable riding? Like what what did you think of it? What were your thoughts of cable riding and the and the athletes who rode cable? Uh, definitely like four years ago. So when I started like rode the cable for the first time, I guess um, definitely was just playing around. I I rode boat and that was what it was about for me. And then cable was just when you didn't have anything to do, you just went to the cable. But then I don't know like. When I went to Thailand, I guess the vibe around it and, like, the people, then I started to see, actually, like, oh, you can really, really get after it on this, and it's fun. You can do it all day instead of do it a half an hour, then get back in, or, like, be in a boat for, like, two hours, get back inside, wait, and then go again or something. Now you can actually pretty much wakeboard all day, and that's something I love about snowboarding, that you can do it all day. So I was like, oh, same thing now. <laughs> it works out perfect. And you also have have some vision on the cable as well um you recently landed a first it was uh, people are calling it like a double cork yes on a, yeah. on a wakeboard um to me it looked like kind of like what would i say like kind of like a double kgb ish yeah. sort of yeah break the trick down what is it so and, and how and, and talk about like what you what you're doing it behind and so it's a, a trick behind a cable and uh it's off a kicker it's off a unit xl kicker like a good big big size kicker i guess you you need to have a bit of a bigger kicker but um yeah you come in wrapped so the handle is behind your back and you come in backside wrapped which is like your back hand is holding on to the handle behind your back and then your front hand is just holding on to the rope then uh you cut into the kicker and you kind of throw your head down into a front flip kind of motion like a mexican back roll but then the handle behind your behind your back pulls you into a backside 180 so then you end up doing a uh roll the blind wrapped roll the blind and then your second flip is like a switch toe side roll to revert which is like a back flip front side 180 i guess and then combine that and that's it <laughs> boom you ride away so has so you you're the only guy in the world who's ever landed this. Has anybody else done this trick yet? As far as I know, I haven't. And, like, when I posted the video, I haven't heard anyone say, oh, I landed that a while ago. So I guess I am the first one, yeah. Okay, and have you landed one since? Yeah, I actually, I've been landing them pretty consistently. I think I landed up to, like, 30 or something, 40 now. So hopefully I can do one this weekend. It'll be fun. You're going to be competing at the Wake Park Nationals here? Yes, I will. It's just so impressive for me to see you guys, like, kind of pushing it on all aspects and all the different disciplines, you know, on, on the wakeboard. Uh, I've got to ask you, so I've known you and your name for for a long time now. I, I probably, well, a long time. I probably met you about four or five years ago when you first started coming to the U.S. So as a rider coming from Europe, it's your parents can't come and be here with you while you train and while you learn. And it's, it's something that you want so bad, and they help you by sending you here. So how does that all work out? Like, where do you, like, when when you said, Mom, Dad, I want to come to America, what was the process? How did they send you here? Who did you stay with? Like, how did you start? So the first year, it was really scary for me because it was my, uh, well, I traveled by myself before, but it was in Europe. Like, you drive a few hours and you're in a different country, whatever. But this was my first time in the States that started off with. And then it was my first time going to the States by myself as well. So, um, yeah, I went here for two weeks. I stayed uh, with Kobe and Tara. They had a camp, and uh, Massey Pifferetti was there, too. And it was a lot of fun, actually. I had 
a really good time, although a lot of stuff went wrong in those two weeks. I uh, got knocked out. Um, I, got, I had, like, blisters all over my foot because I was trying out new boards and bindings, and and I couldn't ride for a few days because I got knocked out. I got, like, second-degree sunburn on my face, on my shoulders. I ended up, like, riding three days out of the two weeks or something or four days, but I still had a lot of fun just, like, because I guess the camp with Kobe and Tara, they really, like, try to still give us a fun time and Massey was there which is always a blast to have around so like moving forward what are some of uh, your goals in the sport um well I have a, I have a few more well I have a few more tricks and thought that I want to work on and see if I can get close to that and um uh I really want to do like show what I got in contest as well that's I haven't been doing contest the past few two years I guess and now I really want to show that I can actually put it down in contest as well because I feel like that would give me myself some uh, some confidence a little bit and um yeah I don't know there's there's just a few things that would be really cool like I would like to get more into magazines and obviously what what uh Gunner had the the front page yeah like the cover that would be awesome but i don't know that's that's all dreams you know <laughs> it's going to it's going to take some work man for yeah. sure for sure how did you get linked up with O'Brien uh well the first year i went to america kobe and tara um both o'brien riders kobe's uh team manager so um then i was like already started to learn more about o'brien but I guess the first time I really started seeing more about O'Brien was I went to a camp in Luxembourg, and Sean O'Brien was uh, having the camp, and he was like, hey, dude, if you want to try my board, give it a go. Like, maybe you like it. And it was the, it was the paradigm at that time. They don't have it anymore in the, in the line. It's changed a little bit, and it's the SOB now. But um, pretty much loved it right away. I rode that board on the boat for two years, and... That's when it, like, started really riding O'Brien. Awesome, man. Hey, before I let you go, bro, who helps you? Uh, O'Brien Watersports is definitely my biggest sponsor. And then uh, I got Puderbaz, which is a Dutch headwear brand. And GoPro Holland really uh, recently started uh, helping me, so pumped on that. Very cool. Uh, social media, anything like that you want to throw out there? Uh, yeah, they can follow me on Max Van Helvoort. That's uh pretty pretty difficult last name i guess but if you type in max van i'm i guess it will pop up max van hell <laughs> there it is easy yep max van hell vort with yeah. two o's two o's Bam. two o's rt that's the one boom easy easy well max good luck uh this weekend at the wake park national championships and hey man thanks for uh stopping by make some time to be on the podcast yeah for sure thank you for having me yeah Good conversation right there with Max Van Helvert. Was super stoked to catch up with Max, and it was awesome watching him ride at the Wake Park Nationals. Unfortunately, he didn't land that double cork in the uh, finals or in the Big Air Kicker contest. But you know what? Like you heard from Max right there, plenty of events still to come as far as this guy goes in his career. So he'll have plenty of opportunities, and he's a very progressive young man, and I think he's got a, a good career ahead of him. 
Well, from the OWC, guys, I headed over to Freedom Wake Park to meet up with some of the athletes over there, and I was stoked that Kobe Mikasich kind of facilitated us and took us out on the boat. Uh, unfortunately, I did lose my GoPro while trying to film uh, some of the riders that day. But right now, we're going to go ahead and have a listen to what I got with Mr. Joel Bartley from Australia. Joel Bartley, what's happening, man? Not too much, just out here at Freedom Wake Park, had a ride behind Kobe's 25 LSV. Pretty sweet morning here in Orlando, and yeah, just having a good time. Yeah, well, thanks, thank you to you and the crew for, for coming out, and I wanted to get with you guys, you know, like uh, the next generation of the of the O'Brien team, but you're, you're a guy who's been around, you've been doing it for, for uh, a long time, so let's start out talking about where you're from and where you started riding. I'm from Sydney, Australia. I've been riding on the Hawkesbury River well, as long as I've been wakeboarding, really, with uh, my coach, Scotty Kell, at Black Diamond Wakeboard School. He's uh, he's coached me from the start since I was about eight years old, and, yeah, it's where I ride most weekends, and it's where I've grown up. Yeah, it's awesome. You just kind of broke pro this year, right? This was your first season riding the pro events? Yep, this is my first season riding the pro events. My first one was Mimba Masters in Melbourne in Australia, and, yeah, I ended up making the semis, which I thought was pretty cool for my first comp. How old are you now? I'm 20. Just turned twenty this year. Yeah, so you were you were pretty much done in that in the world of juniors after last season, right? Yeah, I was done in the uh, juniors. I thought it was time to move up as well to push my riding, even though I couldn't stay and ride. I mean, there was time to definitely step up with the big boys. As far as contests go, you've actually done pretty well. You've got a couple of pretty major titles under your belt from when you were younger. What are some of those? Uh, when I was seventeen, I won a junior men world title. Just kind of like broke into the scene in America then like it was my second I come over for a month the year before and then that was my second time traveling over here and yeah ended up coming away with the world title and it's just I know wakeboarding's just boom since then for me okay so you mentioned Scotty Kell Scotty Kell's a guy in Australia who has trained and worked with so many of the top names he's you know one of the pioneers of wakeboarding from, from Australia as well uh what's it like working with Scotty I mean he is the absolute master coach like he has the helmets that he talks to you when you're riding it gets inside your head and makes you want to actually do what he's saying and like anything he tells you to do you do it and this happens for you really what's it like riding with one of those helmet sets i see sean murray's been putting the uh, wearing that at a bunch of the events lately going yeah. out and doing demos they're a little bit weird to start off with and like the voice in in your side your ears is so loud like it's inside your head but um, yeah, it's pretty cool that he can be able to coach you while you're still riding and not have to stop the boat and stand on the back. And yeah, you actually get like a full hour lesson of wakeboarding. You can't even move after it instead of waiting in the water while he's trying to tell you what to do. What are you working on these days? Um, well, at, at home, I'm actually a plumber, so I don't really get a lot of time on the water. But over here, like it's just riding every day, just working on being consistent. So for the contest, like part of the scene, you can do well and ride well. But yeah, working on as much as I can, really. Cool, man. So is competition your main focus in wakeboarding or do you have other goals? I mean, competition is everyone, everyone would like to do good in contests, but I mean, I don't think wakeboarding is all about the competition scene. I like the more fun aspect of it and going out there with a whole bunch of boys in the boat and just having a great time. That's the Who, best part of it. Who's the crew? Well, the crew at our place, we've got like Kobe, Callan, they ride with us every day, Elliot, Bryce, Tony, me, Jordan, like Louis comes over almost every day. Like, yeah, we just have an absolute massive crew to ride with. How long have you been a part of the O'Brien team? Well, O'Brien has been my one and only board sponsor since I started riding. So, oh, actually I rode Liquid Force boards a couple of years and then O'Brien was 
my first sponsor. I think I picked them up when I was like 14, 15. And what is it that you like about the brand? I mean, I've just been really loyal to them. Like at home, it's really easy to deal with the um, Paulie who helps us out with O'Brien and then I come over here and Kobe's just amazing as well. Like the team's really cool. I love the product and yeah, just love it. Cool, man. All right. Well, um, as, as far as folks wanting to, to find out more about you, like social media, what do they have to do? Just at Joel Bartley. That's it. Follow me. Cool, man. And what about your sponsors? Anybody else you want to throw out? Yeah, I'd like to give a big shout out to obviously O'Brien, O'Neill, uh, Malibu Boats, uh, Dragon, and my board shop, Balmoral Boards. Cool. Joel, thanks a ton, man. Thanks, Dano. Well, it was good chatting with Joel right there. You know, Joel's a great guy. He had some luck as a junior rider, and now as a pro, I think he's really just looking out for his breakout moment. You know, he's a ripper, and I, I think it will come. Up next is Daniel Miles, a young man from South Carolina, representing for that O'Brien team. He's been riding with Kobe and Tara out there at Freedom for a long, long time. Uh, I've seen him ride at many of the Malibu Rider Experience events and just, just a lot of events in general. Let's see what Daniel Miles has to say. All right, Daniel Miles. Style from Miles. What's happening, dude? What's up? Just hanging out at Freedom this morning. Yeah, big ups to big ups to Kobe and Tara and the crew. What a what a spot it is out here. You spend a lot of time here, huh? Yeah, I spend almost every day out here riding and just helping out. Is this pretty much where you got? I, I know you. I met you years ago, probably riding gravel tour and at performance ski and surf. But uh, ever since I can remember, it seems like you've been coming here to Freedom Wake Park. How long have you been coming here? Uh, I've been coming here for almost four years. Yeah. Okay, so how did you get involved in wakeboarding? Uh, my eighth birthday, my parents bought me a wakeboard, and then ever since, I guess, you remember, it just happened. You remember what that board was? It was a uh, Liquid Force Nemesis, oh, yeah. like super small. Like the, well, You're still riding a... Yeah, I mean, 129 is still pretty small. Okay, so so I, I noticed this about you when you were out there riding. You, you're riding the Corey Tunison Pro model. It seems like a lot of the crew is riding that board right now. Uh, <laughs> it... The board must come in, like, six or seven sizes, huh? Uh, what is it? I think it's 129, 135, 141, right? So you've got the smallest board, yeah, though? Yeah, smallest one, yeah. I, it's it's hard for me to see somebody riding such a, a short board because it seems like the trend has been over the years to kind of move to bigger boards. Have you ever tried anything any bigger than that? Uh, I rode a 131, like, way back but I don't know, just 129 for life. When did you know that you wanted to do this, like to wakeboard, or is this what you want to do? Uh, for sure this is what I want to do, but I think that was probably two years ago I kind of decided like, all right, let's really go for it, you know? Cool, and you recently moved down, who are you living with? Uh, I live with Tony Carroll and Mizuki. And how's that been going for you? It's been, it's been really fun. For sure. So, uh, what's your, what are some of the goals moving forward for you? I mean, next year I kind of just want to obviously keep progressing my riding and hopefully get another video out, put some better tricks in there. I mean, really just keep pushing it. What kind of stuff are you working on as far as tricks go? Uh, recently I've been working on regular heel nines, but haven't put it together yet. What about tournaments, contests? How important are those to you? I mean, obviously... Like Joel said, like people want to do good in them, but I don't think it's the biggest part. You know, just have fun with it. Cool, man. Daniel, appreciate it, dude. Uh, before yeah, I let you sure. go, man, uh, sponsors, social media, anything like that? 
Uh, obviously, I want to thank O'Brien Watersports for always helping out, and my social media is at Daniel MLS. All right, there it is, Daniel Miles. Thanks a ton. Yeah, dude. Style for miles. I say it all the time. Thanks to Daniel Miles for joining me on the Golden Mike podcast. And now we're going to head over to another young man from all the way down under. This is Callan Starr. Boom. Callan Starr, what's up? Uh, not much. Just hanging out here at Freedom Wake Park. Had some riding done. Bit of GoPro action. And now I just hang out with the boys. Yes, yes. We lost the GoPro. Uh. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I don't have the grippiest hands, <laughs> and I may have lost the GoPro. Hey, that'll. Ha- hey, you know what, though? You It may have dropped out of your fingertips, but it's my fault because I don't have the proper uh, GoPro tools. And you trusted me. Oh, I mean, I pretty much trust anybody. <laughs> Why not, though, right? Yeah. You seem like a good guy. I think I've, kn- I've known you for a while, right? Yeah. How how long have you been coming around to this the to the US and doing uh, thing? This is my first year in the States. Um, got here toward the end of April and I've just been here ever since. So was it like culture shock when you came over to the States for the first time? Were you prepared Definitely. for it? Definitely. Uh I had high expectations and they um America kinda lived up to those expectations, so it's great. Uh, so I wanna hear like what like what were your thoughts what were you like what were some of the things that you had heard or in your mind that you thought you were going to see when you came over here maybe you saw them maybe you didn't uh gators saw those they're pretty friendly they don't really come after you like sharks or anything uh do you have a lot of sharks coming after you at home not after you uh some people in the ocean but i try to stay away from the ocean kind of scares me right right the river's much better yeah, what like what else about America? Like, what were some of the uh, things? Ju- just the fact that you got beautiful weather every day. It might storm. It storms real often, but I mean, it's only there for half an hour, and that's a good time to, you know, have a little nap during the day because you're always so busy. Uh, don't have to put your boat in into the lake. It's always just sitting there, ready to go. Just get some gas, and you can ride real quickly and easy. So you're putting your boat in in Australia all the time. Yeah. So where are you riding at? Uh, on the Swan River. Swan River in Perth. So who are some of the guys that you grew up riding with out there? Um, Christian Robinson, uh, Curry Wycliffe, Ben Larkins. Uh, always looked up to them. They were kind of the OGs in WA. Dylan Odorisio. And, and how about like some of like the pro names that were coming over to the States a lot? Were you, were you following any of those guys like Ike yeah. or Josh Watkins, any of those uh, guys? I was never wakeboarding back then, but... um. The earliest Australian that I was a big fan of was Harley Clifford, definitely. Yeah, so Harley Clifford, uh, unfortunately, in 2016, uh, missing a majority of the season. But how accessible is he to like guys like you? Uh, just in general, like, are you guys out there riding with, with, with Harley, or is he kind of doing his own thing? I mean, like, he's willing to take any, like, take any Aussie, really, um, out for a set. So... I know I keep hearing I I'm kind of getting mixed mixed up with who's living with who. So who are who are you staying with right now? Um, I'm staying at Tony and Elliot's house, where we have um, we've got Eric Schroeder living there, the Canadian, and then the rest are Australian. We got um, Bryce Gray, me, Elliot Digney, Joel Bartley. So, so Tony Iaconi. Yeah. He's uh, Tony Iaconi, Elliot Digney. Man, these two guys are just contest wise on a tear uh, yeah, at this definitely. point of the 2016 season so 
at home is it just like train 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 are these guys just eating clean and going to bed early and no loud music what's it what's it like uh yeah a bit like that actually you know it's good to see tony's working really hard uh waking up real early going to sleep early uh riding three times a day and going to the gym it's really motivational to see just because he's working so hard and he's getting the rewards who's who's like the last one to wake up if i were to guess i'm having i'm gonna throw bryce gray i'm gonna eric oh schroeder yeah the canadian huh 10 o'clock's early for him oh yeah Yeah. oh i it's a florida thing i think 10 o'clock is uh pretty early for a lot of people um so what kind of goals uh do you have i know you i know you've uh won some titles in australia you've been you made a couple of finals in junior pro this year right yeah what what's uh what's like ahead for you what's in the future um well, we got Welds coming up in, like, a, what is it, the end of August, end of this month. So ho- hopefully do well in that contest. Would love to do that to finish the season. But um, definitely work on work on my contest pass back home in Australia over the summer and try to get back over here and compete in pro. Cool. What else are you doing outside of wakeboarding? Uh, I'm studying to be a chiropractor in uni back at home. Very cool, man. All right, so how like how does how does like being here affect that? I mean, uh, I just took a year year break off university, and they allow you to do that, which is great. Cool. So you think you'll be back next year to America? Yeah. Cool. All right, Callan, man. If anybody wants to uh, find out more about you, social media wise, what do they got to do? Uh, at Callan Star. That's me. Boom. It, <laughs> yeah, you sound like a star, man. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> it's a great name. Hopefully, it'll take you real far. We'll start rapping. Yeah. We'll start rapping. Uh, sponsors, who do you want to thank? Um, I want to thank O'Brien and uh, Freedom, definitely, for having us out here, and Malibu Boats as well for the tow. Cool. Callan Star, thanks a ton, man. Thank you. You. Thank you to Callan Star for that. And Callan, dude, seriously, don't even sweat it. Callan accidentally dropped my gopro in the lake while we were filming that day but it was totally cool i already got a new one and uh hey it happens and realistically it was really on on me because i didn't have any kind of float or safety on the the camera and it's one of those things when you're shooting with a gopro you gotta know if you're in the lake you're probably gonna lose it that day right right all right, guys. Well, that was Callan Star. We're going to move on to Kobe France. Got to be one of my favorite riders right now. Young up and coming. We've been watching him for a few years now. He's got a unique style of his own. I love the way this kid talks. He kind of has like a country accent for an Australian. Sometimes it's hard to understand what he says, but it adds to the comedy of this dude. Uh, we had a really good conversation. He was the final guy I talked to over there at Freedom Wake Park. So let's get at it. Here he is, O'Brien athlete, Kobe France. Kobe France, what's happening, man? Not a lot. Just out here at Freedom this morning, having a good time on the lake. Pretty pretty early morning for us, though, huh? Yeah, but it's worth it. It's super nice out here today, and it's good. What's what's a normal day? Are you waking up at 8 a.m., hitting the lake every day? Um, Yeah, it's about 8 or sometimes a little bit later if I'm feeling a bit tired, but usually 8, wake up, jump on the boat, wakeboard. Oh, no, I eat first. Definitely got to eat. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> so eat, then wakeboard, and what, then come back in. What's the breakfast, man? Uh, well, you know, I start off with a bowl of cereal, and then I like uh, ham and cheese toasted sandwiches as well, so a couple of those. 
good breakfast, you know, keeps me going for the day. Nice, man, nice. Dude, so you're living in that uh, dorm house, you and all the boys? Yeah, no, it's good right now. It's me, Corey, Max, Gordon, and uh, Sam Brown just got here as well, so it's good. Wow, so there's there's two houses loaded up with uh, shredders. Yeah, we've got good crews going on, definitely. You guys are out on Lake Conway here as well? Uh, no, Jessamine. Jessamine, you got to mix it up. Not everybody can be out on... Yeah, there's a few people on Jessamine at the moment. So it's every, the lakes are starting to get a bit crowded, but uh, it's all good. How do you... Uh, okay, when Brian Grubb hits the water, how do you... Do you guys just... Everybody just moves to the side of the lake or what? Um... I don't see him out there a lot, but I guess, like, we've had times where there was three wakeboard boats running. Like, the li- the lines are kind of good because there's, like, two coves that you go into at each end. So, like, you kind of just, you can share the line, which is good. Sharing is caring, right? Yeah, definitely. What about when the water skiers come out, though? They don't like you now. I don't really see too many water skiers. I, the only time is I was going to, um, I was going to ride one morning and, um... It was pretty early, and the water skiers were doing a slalom course, and they were like, yeah, we'll be done in a minute, so just like, just wait. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, easy, right? Yeah. Well, have you ever tried running that slalom course? Um, I have on a wakeboard, but never on a ski. You know, I do like a good old slalom, but um, haven't don't really have one over here, so yeah, just wakeboard it. Yeah, did you, did you know that um, slalom used to be a wakeboard event? No way. Yeah, yeah. maybe you could do it at your next contest. Yeah, we could, we could bring it back. Hey, so so let's talk about your contest, dude. I, I don't, all I know about it is what I th- saw through social media, but it seemed like you went home to Australia after summer of 2015 in America, and then all of a sudden I started seeing all this media about an event at your house. Yeah, yeah, no, that was good fun. We had, like, a little, little like... Just a day at my house. There's a fair few people. We like wake. We like we did wakeboarding, wake surf, and I just bought uh, built a mini ramp in the backyard. So we finished it off with that, and it was good. There was a couple slip and falls on the mini ramp, but you know it was worth it. It was good. It was a three event tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only one skateboard ended up in the water, so that's alright. Because the mini ramp's like right next to the river, which is a little sketchy, but. Only one skateboard died. Just like filming with the GoPro, it goes with the territory, right? Yeah, definitely. It's risky stuff when there's water involved. (laughs) Cool, man. So as as far as, like, you and your style, um, how did you kind of get to this level? Who are some of the people that sort of helped you get there? Who did you look up to? Um... Corey's an awesome help, you know, like my dad, he, like if I want a wakeboard, he'll drive me, so I really appreciate that from him, he's helped me out a lot, but like, I don't know, like wakeboarding's getting crazy nowadays, like the level of riding, like the junior pro contest, like Elliot's doing doubles and heel nine in his run, so it's like, I feel like wakeboarding's just going and going and going, and like that's where, that's good, that's where it needs to be right now, and if, if you want to make a living out of it, you got to be doing the tricks and um i like it at this level it's good so is that the goal make a living out of wakeboarding that would be the goal definitely is make a living out of it i want to talk a little bit about turn contests real fast uh you had some major luck in the past i mean amateur wise and now in junior mm. pro in 2016 you took two wins on the malibu rider experience junior pro series right yeah one or two i think so yeah but it, oh they, they don't they don't come easy those wins and especially like right now and you mentioned a guy like Elliot Digney out there who's going mm, out and definitely. at the US Nationals um the, earlier this season he went out he did a double flip yeah switch 9 heel switch heel 9 and KGB 540 and i mean it's it's just insanity to see the tech that this kid is 
throwing down. Yeah, it is awesome. And it's also just mind-boggling how consistent he is. Yeah. Um, looking at a guy like Elliot, do you think he should be going pro right now? And if not, I mean, do you, do you think that you guys can beat him? Well, I think... I guess he'll finish off the year in junior pro, and I don't know what his plans are yet, but I definitely think he's got the tricks to go to go into pro. Like he, I've seen him do that double flip like every single contest. Like he's got that on the reg, so I think he's definitely got the tricks. And he's a really good wakeboarder, and he's progressing quickly. Like I remember we've been friends for a while back in Australia, and like he's just learning the tricks right now, and it's good. Like I love seeing wakeboarding at like these high levels, and good it's pushing junior pro a lot like he's setting the mark for tricks and like everyone's everyone's keep following so it's good all right so as far as uh, your career you gonna spend another year in juniors or what do you what are, what's your plan um the plan is i'm probably gonna go pro this year like i won the overall in the malibu junior pro tour this year so i'll probably i guess i'll end up going pro next year i'm not too sure yet but i guess so you running your event uh, in Australia again this season? Yes, most likely. Like it's it's a good day. Like it's a real fun day. So hopefully do it again for sure. You need an announcer for that or what? Oh yeah, there. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Well, we'll we'll see. Maybe we can get those dates lined up. I really want to come out for the Moomba Masters. Yeah, definitely. I can try to make it around then for sure. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But we'll have to see if the Moomba Masters wants to bring the noise out, right? Yeah, yeah. That's there what we it's go. All about. That'll be good. Cool, man. Uh, hey, before I let you get out of here, any sponsors or uh, social media you want to touch on? Uh, I'd love to thank my sponsors, O'Brien, Malibu, Nautilus Marine, LK Clothing, and yeah, love to thank them. Cool, man. Social media? Uh, uh, Kobe France underscore at the end. Cool. Just that easy, yeah, right? Yeah, just like that. Kobe, thanks a ton, man. Thank you. Well, that does it for Kobe France, and that does it for the young riders over there at Freedom Wake Park. You know, the week I was recording all of these interviews, I was actually announcing the Wake Park Nationals over at the OWC, and a couple of O'Brien riders who caught my eye were uh, a couple of brothers from England, Jack and Joe Battleday. These guys are cable riders. They rip. They're super-duper cool. I had an opportunity to sit down with them following the finals at the Wake Park Nationals, and here is what I got. All right, well, here we are. I'm sitting with the Battle Day brothers, a part of the O'Brien team. Just meeting you guys out here at, at Oda. I've been watching you guys ride all weekend long. So I've got Joe, and I'm talking with Jack right now, right, Jack? Yeah. Cool, man. So, so you're from England. So where exactly are you from? Um, so I'm from Surrey, just outside of London in the UK. So um, we're right next to JB Ski and Liquid Leisure. How long have you been like wakeboarding for? Um, well, I've grown up around the sport because my dad is a part owner in a cable park back in the UK. Um, so probably for about 15 years now. When did you start wakeboarding? Um, so the first time I ever went out, I went out on the boat when I was three. So um, pretty young. Are you, are you guys boat riders at all? Um, I mean, I started on the boat, but now I just pretty much stick to cable. I would like to start doing boat, but I just find it terrifying. It's so hard. Okay, so your name, you guys have been kind of blown up, it seems like, as of late, starting to, to get noticed a ton. Um, what's the scene like where you're from? Um, in England, the wakeboard scene isn't massive at the moment, um, but I think it's going to get bigger and bigger because we've got a lot more bigger events. Like We've had Harbour Reach in previous years, which is a massive event, and then Placid Playground just getting bigger and bigger. So hopefully the scene's going to start to grow. 
we've got your brother sitting right over here. We got uh, Joe sitting next to us. Uh, you guys ride together all the time, or yeah, literally all the time. Um, the first time we've actually kind of been apart really ever was um, last year. I finished school, so I went out to Australia for the winter. Um, so Joe obviously stayed in England because he's still at school. Um, but apart from that, yeah, we just ride together all the time. What are some of your goals moving forward in wakeboarding? Um, I mean, I'd really like to make a bigger name for myself and start to do better on the pro circuit. I really like to win some pro events, which would be great in the future. Um, but, but I just really like to make a living out of wakeboarding for as long as I can. I just want to wakeboard as much as possible. I just love it. How old are you, dude? I uh, just turned 20. You just turned 20 years old, so I take it you've got some other talents you can do? Any other things that you've worked on in life? Yeah, I mean, like, I've got good grades at school, um, and then like I, I do quite a bit of wakeboard coaching, and I'm like pretty good at driving the boat and stuff, so... If wakeboarding doesn't work out, I can always I can always maybe go to uni or I can just do something in wakeboarding, yeah. Cool. So, hey, what board are you riding right now? Um, so I'm riding the 44 SOB. Um, it's just a great board. It's got loads of flex on the tip and tail, and it's still got a few channels going through it. So it's still pretty good for air tricks. It holds a good edge, and it's actually pretty good on the boat as well. Cool, man. All right, before I get to your brother, uh, just in case you want to give some shout-outs or, or uh, throw out your social media, where can people find you and who helps you out? Cool. Um, on Instagram, at Jack Battle Day, and I've also got a Facebook page, just search for Jack Battle Day. Um, I'd just like to say a massive thanks to O'Neill, O'Brien, Epicurine, and uh, JB Ski. Cool. Hey, Jack, thanks a ton, man. Thank you very much. All right, we're going to hand it over to younger brother, Joe Battle Day. What's up, Joe? Yeah, I'm good, dude. Dude, your brother, he knows how to talk, man. <laughs> huh? You talk like that? Uh, not quite. <laughs> But you ride pretty dang good, man. Congratulations. Uh, we're here at Wake Park Nationals, and I knew I needed to catch up with you. You took a podium in uh, one of the divisions there. What'd you, what'd you do? Uh, yeah, I was pretty stoked. I just kind of rode how I wanted to ride and then managed to pull out a SMO5 as my wild card, so went pretty well. How old are you, man? I'm 16, 17 in a couple weeks. And like, How long have you been riding? Uh, well, I probably first went out when I was about five, but I probably got into it about seven, so like nine years now. Are you strictly cable, or do you do any boat riding? Uh, yeah, pretty strictly cable. Do like we've rode boat a little bit out here, but apart from that, not too much. So, who are some of the guys that you ride with back at home? Uh, so obviously Jack, my brother, and then the Peacock brothers. Also, we ride with. We've ridden with them since we were like ten. So it's a really good vibe down at JB. There's always people down there. Well, dude, Wake Park Nationals, you found yourself on a podium. You were up there with Tom Fouché and Gunther Oka. Those are some pretty big names i take it you probably have some other credentials as well what are some other big events that you've competed in and done well at um so last year at the wwa worlds in abu dhabi i finished first in junior men traditional and i managed to get joint fifth in um features uh, features as well in pro men and then recently at plastic playgrounds i got to the semis but didn't get any further cool man hey so uh, moving forward what are some of your goals um well i just kind of like to make a name for myself in wakeboard and inspire people to wakeboard and it'll be cool to just get some podiums on the pro circuit again you um have any hobbies or anything that you do outside of wakeboarding um like i play football a little bit but not too much like traditional like like american soccer, style football soccer. okay soccer yeah so who's your team <laughs> uh liverpool what about here in america you following any of these teams here nah, not here well dude it's really awesome talking to you before i let you get out of here um I want to find out, like, what are you riding on right now? Um, on the o the O'Brien Sob 136 at the moment with GTX boots. Very cool. All right, and as far as, like, sponsors, anybody you want to thank? Uh, I'd like to thank all my sponsors, so Red Bull, O'Brien, O'Neill, JB Ski, Burn, Sun God, and Industry Weight Box. 
Uh, what's your social media for people to follow you? Uh, so on Facebook, just Joe Battleday, and then on Instagram, at Joe underscore Battleday. Easy. Joe, thank you, sir. Cheers. Thank you. Good to meet you. Yeah, yeah, you too. Joe and Jack Battleday. Thanks a ton, guys. You. It was a pleasure to meet the Battle Day brothers, a couple of good dudes with some good heads on their shoulders for sure, and I look forward to seeing what those guys bring to us here in the future. Uh, hopefully I'll see them at the Wake Park World Championships in Philippines later on this year. Guys, I'm going to finish off this episode with a little conversation with the Micker, Kobe Mikasich, team manager for the O'Brien Wake team. Let's hear what he has to say. Kobe the Micker, it doesn't get much sicker. What's up, dude? Good morning. Thanks uh, again for having us out here and uh, kind of organized it and got uh, got the crew set up. We got most of the boys out here this morning. Um, but you've been kind of playing the role as team manager for O'Brien. How long have you been doing that? Well, I've been doing that for a few years, and I just kind of assist the guys on trying to help out and, and you know make sure that they're getting the product that they need. I know we can do a lot better with that, but I mean... Um, I just try to help out, you know, I, I like to think of it as I'm not O'Brien's manager, I'm the team manager, so when the guys have issues or questions or when O'Brien has issues or questions, I just try to assist and make the transition smoother and, you know, and make sure that the guys are, are getting represented. And then mostly importantly, lately, I'm just trying to figure out a better way to grow with the team. Our talent is, you know, is... The guys are so awesome and they're growing and they, you know, want to turn this into careers. And so I just try to figure out, you know, how can we keep our team and grow with the guys and each year get better with support? You know, over the last couple of years, we've had such a good team. We're, we don't look for new riders. We're just trying to keep the guys that we have, you know. Well, you guys did, did such a great job developing so many of these young um, rippers at, at, for, for so long now. And you look at the depth and. You know, you go in the pro division, uh, O'Brien, you see, like, uh, guys on the podium in the junior pro division. And then you continue through down into the all the amateur divisions. And uh, it, it just seems like the team has depth. Um, and, you know, year after year, you know, it seemed like one year it was like, the Ronix guys were dominating. Then Hyperlite was dominating the scene. Then Liquid Force was dominating the scene. And now, you know, I... I'd go out on a limb and say O'Brien is looking pretty good out there. So how does this whole development process work? I think um, I think yeah, good point there. I mean, we have – I think the main thing is that the, the product works. The boards are awesome. You know, when you grab a board and ride it, you I think the first impression is you – you're surprised that it's that good and I think that's what keeps the guys on the team is ultimately is the product um, you know O'Brien's done a great job Chris Johnson has done a great job you know interpreting what the riders want in a board so I think that's the that's the main thing and then the other thing is that you know we have we have great talent the guys are good guys you know they're really well respected in the industry and I think that's what we look for we look for guys that are you know that uh, are respected amongst their peers and that, um, you know, and it's, it's a great package. But I think, you know, ultimately um, it's the product that keeps everybody around. And then, you know, like, like I said, I just need to, to grow with the guys, you know, as a team. So, you're, you know, at a certain point, you know, yes, maybe you're not out um, really, really fully looking for, for new riders out there. But at the end of the day, I mean, there, there is a process to this thing. And you guys are going to pick up new athletes. So... What can somebody do 
to get on that radar? I think it's a I think it's a really good process. You want to be you want to be the the best local guy. That's where it starts. You know, so wherever you're from, you want to be the best local rider. Then you start interacting with your local pro shops, your dealerships, your pro shops. And then you want to get involved with your reps. You know, your reps are kind of the the next step. And then usually the reps tell us, you know, who's doing a good job, who's helping out, who's making an impact in their area. And then it and then we kind of notify, and then we then we kind of take a look at the guys and then we try to bring them on more of a factory support and then when the guys get to factory support then it gets um you know then then it gets more serious they start getting product from us and then we try to grow with them and then take them from a product rider to a sponsored rider which is very difficult to do when you start paying these guys because there's so much talent out there and um the guys just need to find their niche and then you know and then we can we can hopefully grow with them all right, Maker, so I spotlighted six of the O'Brien's uh, next generation of riders on this podcast episode. Uh, I had Gunnar Daft, and I had um, Max Van Helvert, and then, of course, uh, the boys who are sitting here around the table right now with you and me. Um, I want you to go through all six of those names real fast and just give me a thought on each of those guys. You can start with uh, Max Van Helvert. Well, I think... I think one thought just came to mind with all the guys is this is the future of the sport. This is where, you know, these guys are going to shape the the future boards. They're going to shape, you know, what is visually stimulating as far as watching the sport, making people want to do this. And so, you know, I look at all of our guys as innovators and they're going to shape the sport. You know, it's not, it's not me that's going to do it. You know, I look at the whole team and I say, you know, if you guys don't like something on the product, you guys have the ability to fix it. If you guys don't like the way um, things are portrayed when you ride, you guys can fix it. You guys can develop it. So I look at our whole team as, as the future of the sport. And I really look to these guys to be free do what they want to do i you know we don't ask a lot about out of our riders because we want them to develop as you know as as guys and girls and and just really push the sport and shape the sport and mold it the way they want it be portrayed maker i was looking for six answers and you gave me one that was awesome well i i I really think of the, the team that way though i mean these guys i seriously think we have the best team out there you know um we have everything. We got the depth. We got guys that win the events. We got guys that are great at photo shoots. We got guys that are great at clinics. I mean, we we pick the best people, period. Like, and and it not and it's not always about their riding. You know, it's always about the package. And like, I feel comfortable sending any one of our guys to anything you ask me to do. And I think that's really important. I think there's been riders in the past that that only do good in one thing. And the one thing that I always look at is I don't ever want any of our riders to embarrass our our company, embarrass O'Brien. And that's the biggest thing for me is that, you know, I want I just want good guys on the team. They're riding, they'll have ups and downs throughout their career. We know that, we understand that. Uh, we want to be there for the good times and the bad times. Very cool, man. Admirable, Micker. <laughs> Admirable. Hey, dude, well, you guys have an awesome spot here. You uh, obviously have been do- you. doing a great job at Freedom Wake Park, helping develop the future of the sport um, and also just giving enthusiasts a place to, to come out and rip and ride and shred and learn. So um, 
If anybody wants to find out more about Freedom, what should they do? They should um, be in contact with Tara. She does a great job of coordinating all the lessons and people coming to stay with us and everything. So she's really the powerhouse behind that. I just fix things around here. So she she does, uh, if you want to go to freedomwakepark.com, um, all our information is there, and that's the best way to get in touch with us. There it is. Tara, st- Tara just arrived with some students, and she's just hanging out there. She's, like, <laughs> holding up the whiteboard. She's like, freedomwakepark.com, <laughs> at freedomwakepark, on all the different social medias. Very cool. Kobe, you want to send any shout-outs? I know I had you on the podcast already earlier this year, but you're back on. People loved it. Oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad that they took the time to, to check it out. Um, you know, Dan, I love what you're doing right now. I think it's really important for our sports. I, I really appreciate you. And then, um, you know, obviously O'Brien, Malibu, Hang Tight, Say I Want. Um, those guys have been supporting me forever. And then I want to thank our team. You know, it's not easy to be a young rider these days. And I know these guys do a lot for the team. And Sometimes they don't get rewarded as much as they should. But, you know, I mean, like, I'm, I'm really proud of our team, you know, and these guys, these guys, you know, they commit their lives to it, and sometimes it doesn't always reflect in what they get received. But, um, you know, hopefully we can get better at that. And, I mean, like, keep watching our team because we got the right group. Cool. Maker, hey, just a thought out there. You want to reward these guys? Take them down to Rossi's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> good idea. I like that. Serious. Seriously, man. It's That's good. That's spot, huh? That's some good stuff. Yeah, it's been around forever. Cool. Micker, cool. thank you so much. Thanks thank for organizing you, all this and helping get everybody put together, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dana. Thank you to the Micker, Kobe Mikasich, for that awesome little interview to close things out. And, of course, the entire team, all those guys representing O'Brien's Next Generation. I had an awesome time recording this, and uh, hopefully you guys all enjoyed it as well. I'll be back, guys, with some upcoming events and some closing thoughts after a few words from my sponsors right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. C4 belts are the newest wakeboarding accessory to hit the market. Made of premium TPE thermoplastic, C4 belts are waterproof and backed by a lifetime guarantee. Available in multiple colors and designs, C4 allows you to mix and match straps and buckles to create your own unique color combinations. C4 stands for choose your color, choose your cause. Use code MANO2016 at C4Belts.com for 10% off your purchase. Look good, do good. C4Belts. C-Deck Non-Skid Closed-Cell EVA products offer safe and comfortable alternatives to molded-in non-skid paint-on textures and other marine traction products. Employee-owned and made in the USA, C-Deck is UV-protected, non-absorbent foam and features an innovative textured micro-dot surface for enhanced non-slip characteristics. C-Deck offers hundreds of standard patterns for anything from kayaks and paddle boards to fishing boats, wake boats, and just about anything you can think of. Looking for something a bit more custom? C-Deck can facilitate just about any idea you can think of. Check out cdeck.com for more info on everything C-Deck. Again, that's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. 
GoPuck is a mountable, compact, durable, and portable rapid charging battery. The technology behind GoPuck started in the IndyCar racing industry, and now they're bringing their passion about light, fast, and powerful products to the world of action sports. GoPuck allows you to stay connected, capture priceless moments, and most importantly, enjoy mobile freedom. The GoPuck can hold up to five rapid charges. If you know me, you know I don't go anywhere without mine. GoPuck is available at Performance Ski and Surf or online at GoPuck.com. Use promo code MANO2016 for an extra 20% off at GoPuck.com. That's GoPuck.com. The Golden Mike Podcast is back with the noise of the north, Dano the Mano, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. I was pumped to talk with all the guys in this episode, and I think it went really well. I'm looking forward to seeing how all these athletes grow with the sport over the next few years. Well, although it's almost fall time and school started back up, the noise of the North will be quite busy the next couple of months. And yes, I just referred to myself in third person. Here's a list of some upcoming events I'd love to see you all at if you're anywhere around the area. This coming weekend here in Orlando, I'm going to be hosting this ceremony inducting the class of 2016 into the Wakeboarding Hall of Fame. Also, that same weekend, I'm going to be hosting Wake Awards for my fifth year in a row right there at Surf Expo. The following weekend, September 15th through the 17th in Gulf Shores, Orange Beach, Alabama, for the USA Collegiate National Wakeboard Championships. The following weekend, September 23rd, 24th, and 25th, I'll be on the West Coast in Needles, California for Boulder Boats Customer Regatta. Saturday, October 1st, it's Nautique's U.S. Open of Water Skiing in West Palm Beach, Florida. And October 7th through the 9th in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, for the final stop of the WWA's Wakeboard World Series and Malibu Evolution Pro Series, the Punta Cana Pro. I might get a little break in there before heading to the Philippines for the Wake Park World Championships happening Halloween weekend. So hopefully I'll see you guys at some of those awesome contest events and appearances. If you have any questions on locations or dates or events or or anything, just email me, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com or message me through the Golden Mike Facebook page. You guys, don't forget I'm on that social media feed on Twitter at the Dano T Mano and at the Golden underscore Mike on Instagram at Dano D A N O T M A N O. That's Dano T Mano. And if you don't already do so, make sure that you like and share the Golden Mike podcast on Facebook. One more thank you to all the O'Brien riders who made this episode happen. And now a few shout outs to the sponsors and folks behind the scenes. Thank you to Sea Deck Marine Products, Performance Ski and Surf, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Boulder Boats, Go Puck, Hungry Boards, SUP, Logos That Pop, O'Brien Watersports, C4 Belts, and Rockstar Energy. One more big thank you goes out to Jenna Hamill, who's been on the web side of things, as well as Rich Walsh on audio. That's going to do it for today's episode. I appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening. I'm the Noisy North. I'm Daniel Romano, and you can hear me next time, once again, on the Golden Mike Podcast.